They say that money is the root of all evil. So why don't you be a good ass motherfucker? And give us all of yours. Head on over to patreon.com slash BMFcast. All right, and welcome to the Banffcast. Hey, hey. Banffcast. Variety hour. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I had to tack that on at the end. Don't yeah. get too excited. We're still remote for hopefully one more episode. Hopefully, yep. Maybe this is no, the last episode. I, this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm saying this, this, which you're listening this episode mm-hmm. is hopefully the last one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. Yep, we're still sans Chuck for now. Uh, we're going to talk about some stuff and yeah. try to fill some time and we, we we've had a we've had an interesting new year <laughs> to say the we least have, uh, since we last gathered oh um, god uh let's well uh world news everybody knows what's going on yeah um, but also over did i talk about having COVID over christmas on one of our episodes i, don't think I had so. COVID over christmas i think you mentioned it yeah. it sucked <laughs> It yeah, was not good. That. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, unrelated to that, I've been in the hospital. Uh, I'm fine. Thank you for asking out there, because uh, I can hear your screams of terror. Um, I thought I was about to die of immediate heart death, but it turns out I, I wasn't, and got checked out. Everything's okay. Um, did they find one? Yeah, surprisingly they did, and it's in remarkably good condition for how badly I treat my body. Good job, Tin Man. Um, yeah. It's good. Yeah, I only had to douse a witch in water and um, sing a few horrible songs. But yeah, who uh, among us has not? Yeah, right. And you got like um, uh, some like severe reaction from the silver paint, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, that's actually yeah, that was the worst part. Prompted me yeah. to go into the hospital. Yeah. No, everything's fine. What else has gone wrong in the world uh, or in our, our worlds? Um, well, we can't have Chuck with us right now. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. He, he had some he had some stuff that precludes him from uh, from being here. And he's a busy, busy man. He is, unfortunately. Yeah, but it's all it's all good stuff. The dust is perhaps settling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hopefully he's back to a normal life. And me, I just work a lot. And then I get home and I don't work and I don't do anything else, <laughs> which means I don't have anything to talk about. However, yeah, you guys have stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say I I am not working a lot, in fact, at all. <laughs> so one I've, could say not at all. Yeah, one could yeah. say nearly not at all. Um, so I've watched lots of things. So I mean, I'm not trying to like jump in, other than like maybe I'll vomit out some of my content and then take a break and let BJ interject with some of his content and then I can vomit a little bit more and we can get the hell out of here. Um, that sounds great. Okay. Man, <laughs> I, I remember, I've had first dates like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just rally. Yeah, uh, puke, rally. puke and rally. Yeah. <laughs> boot and rally. Yeah. Fine. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, shit. Let me think where to start. Uh, I guess I'll start timely cause I don't want to start. I don't want to end with a bummer. I never want to end with bummers. I want to end with happy things and okay. fuck. I don't know. Sure. I've had dates like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good with a happy ending, you know, after a puke and rally. Um, yeah. Uh, so to, you know, normally this month we are 
Chuck and I have been continuing somewhat the uh, the Black Exploitation History Month torch over on Extra, um, you know. But unfortunately, due to our you know Prime podcast not happening, we we haven't really you know had that this month. So mm-hmm. I decided to switch gears and do some actual Black History this month uh, and watch. I've watched a lot of documentaries and dramas, and then some other things that aren't anywhere on the same level of quality or reverence. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I mean, I just you so know, you've run the spectrum, is what you're trying yeah, to tell us. I'm just you know, I, I was trying to get in the spirit of the month, and you know, uh, and I guess first and foremost, I mean, probably the you know the granddaddy of all things, as far as like you know, the start of like you know black culture as far as media representation goes i would say you know where uh, would be roots i finally sat down and watched the entire miniseries of roots and i'm not this saying it was that's, an event it was an event 70s. yeah i mean it, you know not that the first i mean it, i'm just saying like up to that point a lot of it was like the controversial black character <laughs> you know the guest who was, yeah. who was coming to dinner and things like that it wasn't like you know the front and center like we are the stars this is our story kind of thing um so anyway, uh, now I am going to walk around this as carefully as a later day Kuta Kinte, but <laughs> I have some issues with Roots overall, and I don't think I'm completely alone in this, but I now have a new candidate for, I think, strongest thing that needs a remake, like a true... Cause Apparently, History Channel attempted something back in 2012. But I mean, like, a all members involved, like, let's put everything into it, whole hog, like, HBO miniseries, slash. The, the thing is, is, like, I don't want it to be... I want it to be on HBO or something like that because I want it to have the budget and the reverence, or... I don't know if reverence is the right word. You know, the... The authenticity, gravitas. yeah, yeah, the gravitas and the authenticity uh, of of every of everything, but I also don't necessarily like. I think what would be really cool is if like HBO put up the money and did it, but then simultaneously re- released it on for free on YouTube. Um, that's just my <laughs> that's my pitch. Um, okay, I, you know that's my social pitch for HBO. Um, make a big thing. It can't be pure misery because nobody will sit and watch. 10 to 20 hours of, you know, pure unadulterated misery because I know we watched season eight of game of Thrones. Yeah. I was about to say game of Thrones would like to, uh, like to to enter the chat. Sure. Uh, Or Chernobyl, I suppose. But yeah. Um, Oh God. Yeah. Chernobyl is worse. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, sure. I mean, but I mean, the thing is, is like roots doesn't have to be nonstop punishingly bad because I think the, the, the most interesting things are the hopeful moments in it. The, 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 that's truly what it's about is not, showcasing the awful it's about uh the perseverance of the story throughout all the awful it's carrying on the family name and the family legacy and the family traditions and all that that's at the heart of it and when you have those nice moments it's sort of like the funniest moments in movies will come out of the saddest moments you know like like the steel magnolias here hit her you know like in the middle of the crying speech or whatever it's just like the things that will get people going the most is like when you have a a sudden change and and the shift is is like because you've been watching so much misery, like when you see them like have the happy moments of, of family and everything, it, it, it resonates that much more. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's where my general overall issue is when Roots was produced, it was 1976, 77, you know, when, uh, 
we had a long ways to go as far as ways things were perceived. I I didn't know very much about it honestly going in. Like I didn't know, I didn't know its level of real. You know, like I I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I knew it was network television, so I honestly was just expecting like, yep, here we go. It's network television. They pulled the gloves off slightly, but you know, not really. <laughs> and to their credit, it's yeah, it's more realistic and brutal than I was expecting. But a lot of it is painted in the wrong ways. It's like a lot of the early on, it's like, Oh, we're going to have nudity and possibly show or in more, more infer rape because we're going off this, like, it's okay because it's the old school, like national geographic. It's okay because they're natives thinking when mm. it was like, and it's like, that's gross. I mean, like, I'm not saying, you know, I think general overall, uh, prudishness of towards nudity is is silly but you know commit <laughs> you know like ride you know ride the line like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it do it equally you know like <laughs> if if it's completely verboten to show a, a lady breastfeeding in a completely natural contest text you can't just show you know african women topless like it's no big deal you know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> it's like it, it you have to have some equality there um yeah. anyway so it it has all of that air and then you know, there's just casting problems. <laughs> I mean, in the very first episode, you've got OJ in a role, <laughs> so that's not great. Mm. Uh, you also have Robert Reed, the dad from the Brady, Brady Bunch, so it's kind of hard to take some of that's a little serious, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Sandy Duncan, you know, just some of these people that are like, you know, we could cast better than this. Like, somebody's not just quite so, like, sort of silly, <laughs> Char- you know, character actor yeah. kind of person, you know? Um, and and then the, the the tone of the whole thing is just shifts wildly from period to period like where it's like it'll be absolutely grotesquely awful violence where you're like i feel absolutely nauseous and then it's just like oh you know everything wasn't so bad <laughs> and it's like no no it was <laughs> and and you mm-hmm. know yeah it's just and it's just it's got bad soundtrack it's got like the whole soundtrack is like you know tv score is just like i don't know we need sounds before the commercials come on so every bit of soundtrack is practic other than like the you know, the theme song, which I think people have heard, but like the, uh, the incidental music just sounds sort of like Michael row your boat ashore. So, but like a couple notes off of it, <laughs> like it's really mm-hmm. weird. And yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, I, I'm not putting it down because I know it, it is a power, powerful piece. It has powerful performances. It has some of the best performances. It's a, yeah. It's a cultural touchstone. Yeah. It is a cultural touchstone, but it's also the kind of thing that's like, yeah, it, you know, it also has some period issues <laughs> that could be, yeah. you know, treated better now. So basically, making a prestige TV version of it now. I think be, so. Yeah, and I and I think this and I think getting that, actual actors, not like, well, yeah, not like History Channel level people. I'm sorry, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I'm not putting anybody down that was in that version or anything, but it's like, you know, we want to get, you know, we want to get the best of the best of the best of the best. You know, we want all the A-listers, you know, and then some, you know. Instead of the network TV actors who are on a contract that, or were hanging around the studio kind of thing. Well, I mean, that's what's weird is like, that's what almost all of the white actors and roots feel like. And it's like almost all the black actors are like 
fucking amazing actors. <laughs> like, it's really bizarre. It's like everyone, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like everyone else is like, oh, yep, there's Lauren Green, there's Robert Reed, there's, you know, it's just like, here's all the people you would expect from the 70s and that might do a TV movie at this point in their career, Ed Asner, you know, and yeah, and then it's just like, you know, fucking, yeah, I mean, Laura Burton, you know, obviously giving a win of his best performance and then followed up by John Amos giving a fantastic performance. I mean, Leslie Uggum giving a perfor- fantastic performance, which also you get to realize how good they did the old person makeup on her when you watch the Deadpool movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Wow. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they actually did a pretty good job in her old person makeup, but, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Unlike the new matrix movie. Yeah. Unlike the new <laughs> matrix movie. Yeah. When like someday when Jada Pinkett is that age, we're going to be like, that was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guess what? We don't have to wait. Yeah. We, we don't can have to tell wait. you. Yeah. Yeah. We can tell you. That. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not amazing. It's not, you know, Marvel aging technology, but for 70s TV movie, it's pretty good aging effects for keeping yeah. the actors throughout the various stages of their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, which includes, unfortunately, having to cast Ben Vereen to play like a 15-year-old at one point when, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they cast him for older. <laughs> They're just like, eh, just pretend he's young now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. Like I said, it's just, it's it, it's the same way no, okay, not at all the same way because this is a fucking stupid ass movie. But like I've always said, Logan's Run needs a remake. It's I like Logan's Run. I like Logan's Run a lot. That's why I say it needs a remake. Logan's Run's a piece of shit compared to Roots. I'm just like I'm, I'm saying I like Logan's yeah. Run. Logan's <laughs> Run needs a remake. You know, uh, yeah, I'm just you know yeah. I liked Roots a lot. I just uh, it, it is strong candidate for remake. I mean, Michael Bay tried to remake Logan's Run. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you want an actual remake that's good. Yes. Yeah. And like I said, I just, I think it's like, you know, bring together all of the greatest creators, you know, like I'm not going to try to butcher names, but like the guy that made Moonlight and, you know, everybody, I mean, what Jordan Peele has some episodes. I mean, you know, I'm just saying like everybody, Mm -hmm. fucking everybody who's anybody who has any cred, like let them collaborate. So it's not a single, I think that's what's important is like not to have a single idea of what it's supposed to be about either. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. There is some project that came out in 2022, February 10th, called Roots. Okay. I don't know what it's supposed to be exactly, but. Well, I mean, I know, I don't, I think the, I think the 50th anniversary, I want to say the book came out three or four years before the miniseries. I'm trying to remember how many years before the mini. It was, they they got the miniseries out pretty quick for the book, I want to say. But it, it would have been neat to like shoot for a 50th anniversary of either one for a remake you could do it for the tv show at this point but i think the book might be a bit too soon oh no it was published in 1976 okay so literally a year earlier so there you go good work hbo it's on you listen to us listen to me interesting (laughs) i believe in you you can do it you've got a few years yeah like i said but you also have to make a public publicly available that's on you that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't want it to be shuttered away behind HBO. I want it to be mm-hmm. like it's on network television, but I don't want it to like have to run through any kind of filter, you know, just put it on fucking YouTube. Yeah. Well, it'll have a hard time on YouTube if it's they, quote unquote unfiltered. No, but. they can get exceptions. There's, you can, you can mark real content creators can mark content with a, an age a gate thing. <laughs> like there mm-hmm. are, there are. There's content on YouTube with nudity and stuff. It's just age-gated, but you have to know what you're doing. Or, like, have some fucking, you know, mega-power YouTube account. <laughs> yeah. Maybe also, HBO has one of those. Yeah. You're also going to need to turn comments off. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. God help me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'll run through just some of the other things I've been watching. I don't yeah, know. Talk, that, talk yeah, talk about some stuff you enjoy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, really enjoyed Roots. It's just, it's, it's, it is a thing. Um, I, let's see, uh, other things that were really good. I watched the John Lewis documentary that was on HBO slash CNN called Good Trouble. That's mm. pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the, I don't know if you would call it James, it's not a James Baldwin biography. And I'm also not even sure if I can say the title. That movie, you know, from a few years ago, <laughs> I am not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a James Baldwin thing. Yeah. You can say N-word. Yeah, like, but not that N-word. The softer N-word. No. The one that was socially acceptable at one point in time that's not now. That one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a great movie. I mean, it's a... It's a the other know, N-word? You the, mean? the soft one. The one that is, still has a college fund. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think yeah. you can say that. One. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I already, I already <laughs> weighed in my my two cents on opinions on roots, so I'm not pressing any luck here. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Anyway, so like I watched and, that. Uh, bye. Real yeah. quick. Yeah. There was actually a roots miniseries in 2016 on History Channel. Okay. That's. I think that's what I thought it was 2012, but I think that's the one I was talking about, and I don't think. I mean, I haven't watched that one, but come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. seen History Channel stuff, and it's like it's usually a lot of CG bullshit, you know. And I mean CG bullshit in the worst way, like true bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, sometimes they get the cast. I mean, it, yeah. I bet they got a few like oh, they're good, but you know, <laughs> yeah, not like oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you had like Forrest Whitaker in there, but sure. you also had Ti. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that invalidates. Yeah, Fishburne. I'm sorry. No, your inclusion of Ty in that it invalidates any attempt at, at that yeah. attempt at groups. I'm sorry. So anyway, yes, it's been attempted, but obviously we need yeah. if there, somebody's going to redo it, they need to do it as an actual like mm-hmm. real production, not this. Yes, that's why. So I mean. anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, let's see what else. What else? Uh, I mean, I I watched that. There's a Frederick Douglass. It's again not a documentary. It's like a, sort of a reenactment of three or four of his speeches that was on HBO. <laughs> um, like I said, I've been busy. I watched a couple different Lincoln documentaries, which led me to finally just sort of get around to watching that Spielberg movie, which was fine. Like you said, it's a completely serviceable movie, <laughs> like Spielberg's it's... been making for the last ten years. You know. Yeah, I, I cared about like. Um... The, 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 the side Spader gang. Day. Yeah, did yeah like anymore? his gang was, I wanted a movie about them. Yeah. I didn't care about old man Lincoln telling stories oh, to no. everybody. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, James Spader just being James Spader, but you know, you throw in John Hawks and um, fucking uh, Buster Scruggs. What's his name? Um, yeah. I, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That guy. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, brother, that brother. Crew. Yeah. yeah. That, that three, you just make a movie about that, about, you know, 19th century vote getting, you know, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> vote the backroom dealer yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bilbo and company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that, that's all fine. Yeah. I, and then, uh, shifting years. Like, I mean, I probably have watched some other, you know, smart things and documentary types things, but, uh, then I decided, you know, I always, always have like a, a sitcom or something that I'm slowly marathoning. So I decided, you know, why, what better time to let's start blackish is it's about to end and mm. 
it's all available online and you know it seems like a good time <laughs> you know just the fact that the show's ending always is like a yeah now seems about, about about the right time to start watching yeah it. Um, let's catch up <laughs> let's catch up if you can schedule it to catch up right as you right as the like season finale airs that's that's the <laughs> oh best. that's probably i mean there are eight seasons and i'm only i finished two so far so okay i, I so probably will be just about when they wrap up be either just about live or I could be that guy that's like the you know finish it just in time to watch the season finale as it's live and be like oh man this show is so good I've been watching it for three whole weeks <laughs> yeah uh, anyway but yeah man Blackish is wow what a fucking all over the place show like like man it is like sometimes it is fucking so good. Like comedy wise, and other times it's like so cringy. <laughs> like it's really bizarre. It it is so bizarre. Where it's like, I mean, there's a lot of times where there's jokes, and I'm like, are are we are y'all even allowed to do that? Is anyone allowed to do this? <laughs> like, I mean, is this acceptable for anyone to be making this as a joke? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. But then you know, it's it's weird because like the jokes that land are really good. And then when they have their very special episodes, God damn, they are good. They are really good. And they deserve every fucking thing they've won. It's, it's really bizarre. Like, you know, for a show that is just like totally. So a show where the very special episodes are actually the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're police shooting one. And I think one multiple Emmys is, mm-hmm. that's a hell of an episode. Yeah. You know, talking about how to, you know, how do you t- talk about that with your own kids kind of thing, you know? So yeah, it's a really good episode. Yeah, it's mm. yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's just a weird show because it's all over the place. Totally, <laughs> I will say that uh, if there's anyone you know in, in you know that's actually black that can have the opinion without possibly being beaten upon, uh, I think Kenya Barris, the creator of that, shares my you know general disinterest in roots, you <laughs> know, or like you know thinking that it needs an update <laughs> you know like because you, you know multiple times throughout that show just coincidentally it's like i finished watching that show and it's like there are lots of jokes in that show about <laughs> roots <laughs> like in, including like one whole episode where you know the, the uh anthony anderson andre is his name in the show is like on his family about not knowing enough about black history and then finally like convinces his wife at the end to sit down and because she's never confessed she's never seen roots and then like the mm. little stinger thing like during the credits is basically just sitting her saying almost what i just said is like oj's isn't and that's the dad from the brady bunch oh hell no and just gets up and walks mm-hmm. out you know yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah i'm just saying i think he kind of has that same like yeah this might need an update kind of mentality but yeah it's a okay show and it's already got a spinoff so it'll keep me busy the oldest daughter got a show apparently <laughs> so she leaves somewhere, somewhere free form. Yeah. She's in something called Grownish. So she, she leaves somewhere and goes to college and gets her own show. So I don't know if I'll follow it there, but we'll see. And then, uh, as was discussed, I think we were having some, was this happening during the Super Bowl or was it around the Super Bowl? We were having some chat discussions about the existence of the grim and gritty fresh Prince reboot and how, Oh, I brought that. Yeah, up. yeah. Cause, oh, we were talking about because pe- you need a peacock to stream the Super Bowl, and you know, someone was like, "What the hell is peacock?" And you're like, "That's where you can see the grim and gritty Prince Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot." Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. And having been the person that just sat through the entire original series, I figured, and the person who has a month long peacock subscription, I figured I was the ideal candidate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as as I said, as I stated at the the uh, at the onset of this, uh, 
wildly differing uh, levels of quality of black entertainment here, and I, I put mm-hmm. the hard stop honestly before blackish, but um, yeah, d- definitely even a hard comma here uh, from blackish even down to this. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing: if the if Fresh Prince of Bel Air didn't exist, this show would be fine. The show would be a perfectly fine, acceptable form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. But the Fresh Prince of Bel Air exists. And it makes this fucking stupid <laughs> because this is like, you can't help but watch this and just be like, man, I, I, you know, like this is like watching, you know, the grim and gritty full house reboot where, uh, what was her name? JC or AC, whatever the fucking DJ. Yeah. DJ gets mm-hmm. addicted to fucking heroin or something. And you know, like, I mean, it's just like, that's I mean, that's like what's fucking going on in this. It's like, it is swearing it- and hardcore shit is happening. Like, Carlton has a is snorting Xanax and has an anxiety problem and yeah it's wait, it we'll, feels we'll, like a joke that yeah. they actually made into yes. a real thing it does I mean that's the thing like it would have been like a, an SNL you know mm-hmm. I mean whatever I, those pre-recorded skits they do are I, here's the thing it feels like it would have been one of those I get where they were coming from because I think the pitch meeting was Cobra Kai is working that shouldn't work let's do this but yeah. The thing is, like, Cobra Kai works because, in all honesty, Karate Kid is an Oscar fucking winning movie, and the show kind of works because it's kind of the cheesy continuation of it. You know, the other thing works because it was a cheesy ass fucking show, and now you're trying to make a serious thing out of it. It doesn't really Mm -hmm. work in that direction. It just doesn't. You know, so I mean, I like Cobra Kai. It's just it is is kind of cheesy. Yeah, it's like that's why it's fun. You know. You know, like I mean, I'm yeah. you know, I'm all joking aside. I mean, Karate Kid is like I said, it's like it's it is the perfect Rocky movie. It is like all Rockies have formed into Voltron and made the Karate Kid. You know, so um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, why don't we why, why don't we do this next? Why don't we do a like grim and gritty Rugrats reboot? Sure. Yeah, where they're all yeah. like sold into like you know child orphanages and you know human sl- you know trafficking yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. No, I mean that's the thing is like if you, I've 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 all I'm I'm gonna watch Bel Air until my subscription runs out. I'm gonna keep up. I don't think I'm gonna finish the season or you know pay for it in any way to continue watching it. But mm. I'm at least interested enough to like just kind of see if it's going to go completely off the rails at some point. Um, I mean you know you could say it did right from the from Jump Street, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I mean, I think the strangest thing is like just the the dynamics of people shifting like i would say other than you know the actress herself being uh, you know uncommonly gorgeous hillary was really never a character on the fresh prince she just popped in and out you know just to be like that fish out of water like you know proxy white character basically she really had no personality like basically or any character arcs throughout any of that show yeah uh, she was yeah. just a caricature yeah. that pops in now ashley's that character ashley's not had okay i'm sorry they decided to make her bisexual or possibly but other than that like she has like had zero fucking personality like throughout this entire show and it's really bizarre because it's like you know it's a and hillary is like as, actually as far as the show goes kind of interesting <laughs> i mean she's mm-hmm. like a she's like a social whatever media person but like has a soul and is like trying to do it for the right reasons or something it's weird <laughs> like and it's trying to make, okay. make like make statements and isn't you know isn't vapid like her you know original counterpart so yeah i don't know it's just it's weird 
Do they still use the same theme song as oh, the no. original? <laughs> no, no. Literally, there's there. They did like the um, God, what? Did they do the slow, somber? Did they, no. did they do the Breaking no, Bad, like, five-second riff, and then here's the show? No, they, they, there was, like, somebody, like, they did sort of, like, the, the latest Ghostbusters thing, where they, like, somebody started to say a line, and then it was, like, interrupted, where it was, like, I don't know if he, like, on the playground was where I spent most of my days, or something like that, and somebody cuts him off, or something like that, and that's, like, the only, been the only reference to it whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, he... He goes to Bel Air because like he has to pull a gun and gets a gun wrap during the basketball game in this version, and and Uncle Phil has mm-hmm. to like bail him out and gets him over there. So I mean like that's what's happening in this version of it. And he's like running for DA and you know I mean there's like all this like drama shit in this. And Carlton is a fucking shithead in this show. <laughs> like I mean like old you know old Carlton was like the likable shithead. This new one is a fucking shithead. <laughs> like there's nothing likable about him so far. But anyway. That's enough about that. Boo. Yeah, it, it it's a thing. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I it, it's almost amazing that it exists, but it's also incredibly stupid that it does. I yeah, I I still I don't know how someone greenlit that concept, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we live in weird TV times, yep. so uh, yeah, I mean, it's all things are either going for prestige TV or like cringe comedy, basically. And the only comedies that seem to stick around are the ones that have been around, like, like always sunny for whatever it is, like 18 years now or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Because it costs them like $45 an episode to make it. So they're like, why not keep it on the air? Yeah, I, I guess. I, I don't know, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of uh, the office on Comedy Central recently, just you know, and it was it was weird seeing uh, the end seasons, and then Comedy Central literally after showing the last episode showed the pilot, <laughs> which was some real whiplash because it's like Michael Scott is not a character in that at all; like he's not a human being. He is just this weird cipher of like uncomfortableness. Well, especially the first episode. I mean, the first episode was literally a rehash of the British pilot. I mean, like almost word for word, I think, and like totally, totally too. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. and then it. it But but even like the second and third ones are just kind of like uh no no it like it it, that show ended up working because it stayed on so long Mm -hmm. and they had to actually make these characters into people. You know, especially him because yeah, that in the first one he and he and Dwight are just like fucking monsters you know they're not (laughs) people but i just i don't know at what point comedy shifted from telling jokes to just making people uncomfortable and just putting uncomfortable situations and things and then going this is funny right and Uh, with the office basically i think yeah but i mean it just it hasn't stopped like i i i don't get it like yeah and, you know, and like watching, like, even like, like Harlan Tree, you can say like watching Fresh Prince, it's like actual setups and punchlines and, you know, like writing yeah. as opposed to just kind of like throwing people in a situation and waiting for improv to happen. Yeah, but a lot of, well, yeah, I mean, Fresh Prince is kind of a bad example, though, because like that, that, yeah, always felt, I mean, that felt like half written jokes. I mean, I mean, some of the jokes were fully written. It just like whenever they kind of felt like they didn't have a way to out, they 
they always have the Ferris Bueller turn to the camera, which they would do periodically, you know, or break the yeah. fourth wall thing. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. And they also had actors who just sell the hell out of that shit. Oh, sure. So that makes a huge difference yep. when you've got someone with the charisma of Will Smith selling a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, comedy wise, he's a great straight man. I mean, you know, he makes silly faces that people like laughed at for a little while, but I mean, really use the straight man in that show and Carlton's yeah. the comedy God <laughs> or mm-hmm. what was his name? Giovanni Verbisi? No, that's the other guy. It's uh, that's the other guy. That's the, that's the dude from the creepy guy. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's like oh, that. Man. Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso Ribeiro. God damn it! I knew it was. Oh, I didn't know you were trying to think of Carlton's name. I thought you were trying yeah. to think of some completely other dude. Alfonso Ribeiro, Giovanni Rabisi are not that far off. <laughs> I'm not saying they are. They both have ribs. Yeah. But yes. those two dudes I, are so different. Absolutely. When I thought of Giovanni Rabisi, well, I went that was just direction. a misplaced name thing. I know, I know. But when you said that, I know. My brain went way over yes. here. The guy who's eternally creepy. He's yeah. yeah, he can't help it. Yeah. But I went but, way over here looking for something completely different than mm-hmm. the Alfonso. name of Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he talking I about? I don't know. Also, by the way, New Jeffrey is like Jamaican and I'm pretty well, I mean Jamaican with a British accent, but I'm pretty sure like he's supposed to be like an SAS dude or like I'm pretty sure he's just like straight capping dudes for the Bankses. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the implication is like, he's like their, you know, their guy, like just fucking handle shit. Anyway. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to derail back to Bel Air. I just wanted to throw that out there as far as like, no, you're good. No, I, I derailed it back there in the first place, yeah. but I, I guess I, I just, I guess I'm trying to say, I don't like the office. You don't know oh, you never like the office or which is like sacrilege now. And no. I don't want to watch the British office. Okay. Cause I feel like I would hate it now okay. as opposed to when I first watched it and everything felt super, super fresh and interesting about like everything Ricky Gervais was doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think I could revisit that now because I would just be like, no, I don't want any of this. Because that yeah. one, I seen to remember it. Like Jen asked me, well, you know, we watched that pilot. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much the one of the first episodes of the British show. Mm-hmm. And she's like, is it better? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I like it because it, it's a very, you can get through it in like a weekend. You know, it's like whatever it is, 14 episodes, or I think something crazy like that. It's like six episodes for the first season and then maybe like 10 for the second and then the Christmas special. And they're like, all right, we're done. See ya. Mm-hmm. And there's something I like about that, whereas, you know, the office, the U.S. version had much better drawn characters because it was on for, what, 13 years, something like that. I think 10 seasons, yeah. but yeah, too long. I don't yeah. th- I don't think shows should go above seven seasons. I don't care how good the show is. Should never go above seven seasons. <laughs> the that's, only way it that's, should that's is That's my hot take, unless it's the news or Saturday Night Live or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think the only way you can do that is if you've cycled out the entire cast. Well, yeah. You know, if you've reached a point where it's just like it's it's set up in some way where you don't you like it's the same show and the same setting, but you literally don't have anybody left from the first season. Because I think that's like why Cheers worked is because when Diane left, they brought in what's her face, Kirstie Alley. And Mm -hmm. then suddenly that kind of like reinvigorated a lot of things and and gave someone someone everyone else could play off of. Was that eight years or nine? Yeah. What's that? I mean, things we shows we think of for having been on forever, yeah, 
shows being on for over seven years used to be really, really, really rare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, Cheers was just syndicated yeah. out to absolute death. I mean, Cheers so. wasn't on like as long as Friends was or anything yeah. like that. Well, well, I mean, the main thing back then was getting to five years because you right. got 100 episodes and then you could do syndication. Yeah. So it was really, it was about reaching that fifth season because, you know, the first four would have like 24 episodes. So you were just those few episodes short. And then, yeah. then now I don't even know how syndication would work anymore. I don't know how any, anything works. So speaking of, <laughs> in a vague way, speaking oh. of mm-hmm. syndication and syndicated television, like, um, so I'm, I've, mentioned that I spent a little time in the hospital and when you're in the hospital and have nothing but a telephone and the TV, you get real bored of your phone real quick. Um, I would think so. And especially when the charging cable isn't long enough to reach you from, (gasps) yeah, no. Um, yeah. So bring a 10 foot charging cable with you to the hospital. Uh, um, noted, but TV is about the only thing that's there. And the selection of channels in, in the hospital is really bad. But the selection of channels on regular TV is really bad as well. And a lot of lawyer commercials. The programming on TV in general, just cable television, is fucking atrocious. Like, I, I think I've ranted about this a little bit before before but like every time i go over to my dad's house or somewhere where i'm stuck where there's not like you know i can't easily plug into youtube or netflix or something Mm -hmm. trying to watch regular tv like if you don't have a specific program that you want to watch is a fucking nightmare it's the worst experience you could ever possibly have Um, i don't know about that but (laughs) I mean, see back to first, you know, discussion of this episode. Ever. Okay, the, yeah. the, the worst. <laughs> the, Ever. The, the worst experience you could possibly have trying to, you know, enjoy entertainment in a. Oh, okay. Mm. In, okay. Yeah. We know anyway, what you mean. Yeah, we yeah, know right. what you mean. I know, hyperbole. Right. I'm not comparing to the Holocaust yeah. yet. I'll get there. <laughs> um, every channel is always on commercial. Mm-hmm. All the time. There's always, it's always a commercial. If it's not a commercial, it's a vaguely reality themed show like mm-hmm. House flippers junior international Turkish edition. Um, when's that on babies? Um, there's a channel that's just the babies channel, which is fine, but weird, but like, wait, like they just show babies or it's programming for babies. It's programming about babies. Oh, what? nothing but, but there's not much about that sounds babies. horrifying. There's a lot about babies, like raising babies and, you know, how oh. cook them and prepare them. Oh, so, I guess, okay. So it's them. like, I, I, so it's not really about the babies because they, they don't really have any life experience. <laughs> no, no. That would it's be about a really baby. bad show. Yeah. It's yeah. about babies. The babies in the confessional. They're just right. like, how did that make you feel? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about individual babies. It's about babies in, in general. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Maybe that's just a hospital thing, but I mean, I assume it's on somebody's cable package. But <laughs> are there like baby tips? Are they like don't drop them? Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. shake them. Yeah, pretty much. Mind the yeah. badula on blangada. Yeah, <laughs> but there's there's so much programming that is just so inane that it's not even like background garbage. Like I understand like yeah. HT, HGTV background garbage. I was specifically looking for that so I could mm-hmm. just tune out and and 
try not to worry about the yeah. situation I was in. Oh no, <laughs> somebody took out a load bearing wall. What will <laughs> right. we do? But like, there's so many channels that are so far even below that. And all of it is in service of playing a commercial every two and a half minutes. And then once, once the show comes back, you get 30 seconds of show and then it breaks to another minute of commercial. Then it comes back for two and a half minutes of show and then breaks for two and a half more minutes of commercial. So it's not even like before you used to have like four minutes of TV and 90 seconds of commercial, then four minutes of TV and 90 seconds of commercial. There's just practically no TV anymore. There's no program anymore. The only channel that I found was some channel that was, it could have been Comedy Central, maybe not, I don't know, that was just showing The Office. That's That was all it seemed like that channel showed. Mm -hmm. And it was the only one that even came close to respecting normal um, normal uh, commercial breaks. Because I guess they were already, you know, they're already kind of pre-programmed in there. Yeah. And even that, you always got, um, what do they call them, violators all over the place. Yep. Where you'd get, you know, a little, a little guy coming in to yell at Spawn or whatever. And then um, the commercials are, are absolutely trash. I just, what I'm saying is I hate television right now and television should be abolished. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much the only thing yeah. that I can, I can stand is un uninterrupted like Netflix style programming, even Hulu for the most part that isn't premium. Can, can I echo onto that and say, sure. I, I didn't watch the entire thing, but this year's Super Bowl was chintzy as fuck. Like, oh, as far as like the commercials? No, every fucking everything. Yeah. Like, it was just like, do you guys have to fucking know how to make television? I mean, like, I was mean, was it a Fox Super Bowl? I guess it was NBC because uh, it was on Peacock. Yeah, NBC. Okay, it, yeah. it was bad. Like, I mean, the the tone just every everything was wrong. Like <laughs> the. Just everything about directing that was like a horrible way to do a live event. I, I don't know. I can't even like totally put because my... the Bengals were in it. Yeah, it's just like there is no anything. There is no weight to anything. Like they didn't do any of like the music stings or any of the like the bio things they usually do to like make you invested. It was just like now the game's about to happen, and then if you stick around, Dr. Dre and people that are pissed off at each other will get on some mobile homes together. I like that <laughs> halftime show though. Oh, okay. I, well, but I mean, I apparently it. there's some serious. I liked, apparently I liked there's some serious, being, serious beefs happening there uh, yeah. amongst members. I just that. enjoyed Fiddy being introduced upside down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that mirrors the uh, the um, the music video for that song. Yeah. He was yeah. upside down in as well. Oh. Yep. Which is why he was and, upside down there. And I appreciate Eminem being the only one who couldn't keep it by his mouth when doing his lip syncs. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> he'd be holding the microphone at his hip, and he'd be uh, calling, responsing himself, and I'm like, okay. The other ones at least sold it well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, it was, it was whatever. I just mean the whole thing just felt, bleh. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's just I, I mean, honestly I mean, I, for something that's like supposed to be the, the the top thing, where it's like you know, showcase not only the best sports things, but like the best of broadcasting. It was like, this is the best we have now. I mean, I don't know if this is like. 
I'm curious. Pandemic, also, pandemic related, or if it's just like nobody has, knows how to fucking do live television anymore. I don't know. The commercials kind of suck yeah. too. I mean, I, that one, that one with Arnold as Zeus, they showed that five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like, I, why would you even pay for to just show the same thing to me five times? That doesn't even make any sense. I have a feeling QR code that, that bounced around the screen for forty five seconds. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, know. I knew it was crypto too. Like, if you didn't know what it was, it was fucking crypto. Yep. Because they're the only ones, and that's the thing, maybe, is they're the only ones willing to just blow that money. Like, all the other companies, they have like actual metrics and people that do this research on marketing that know, guess what? This really isn't going to pay off very well for you. Whereas the crypto guys are like, we sold some bitcoins. We scammed a bunch of people with NFTs. We got money. Buy a Super Bowl commercial. Why not? Right. Yeah. Keep this pyramid I think, going. I think the uh, I think the Super Bowl commercial is losing its cultural cachet. I think sure. we'll yeah. be done with that as a big deal within the next five years or oh, so. Oh, sure. Yeah, because they're all online anyway. It's like who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, and I like, I don't think I necessarily I don't I don't necessarily show up for that. I just I felt the whole entire production was bad. Well, <laughs> yeah. All Maybe I know is that Doctor Strange one sold me that commercial. I was like, oh my God, I need to see Dr. Fucking Strange now. <laughs> of course, I need I, to see Spider Man first, but. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention to the commercials during the Super Bowl this year, which is, for one, they're all online like two weeks before. And so I. Yeah. If I don't have to watch them as an appointment, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make an, make a point to watch them during the game. I'm going to do something else during the commercial break, which is the exact opposite of what they want you to do. They want you to sit there during the commercial break and watch them. So why do they release them two weeks ahead of time mm-hmm. on YouTube? I don't get it. Um, I just get all eyes on it because they figure there's going to be certain people that are never going to watch the Super Bowl but are interested in that. And other people that are committed to the Super Bowl regardless and don't know what the fuck a computer is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they could, I mean, everybody can use use YouTube now. Wow. My dad watches YouTube videos while he's watching Bigfoot shows. It's weird. Um, but build the hype. Don't put them on, don't put them online. Build the put asses in seats hype. You know, Doritos, tease the fact that you're going to have a wild and wacky Super Bowl ad and people will Tune in to watch your wild and wacky Super Bowl ad. If you say we've got a wild and wacky Super Bowl ad and then release it literally everywhere that isn't the Super Bowl, people are going to watch it there first and not give a shit. Yep. Yeah. I also, my suspicion as to why the Super Bowl wasn't a big deal, didn't feel like a big deal, is it was the, the Bengals and the Rams and nobody gives a shit. So they decided... Oh, I like, wouldn't have given a shit about any team being in it. I mean, to be honest with you, I, right. was, I was looking at it. I, yeah, I was watching but the it markets like for those thing. teams. You know, are are not nearly as big as the NFL wants. You know, the NFL wants the NFL wants New England versus Tampa Bay, or New England versus the Chiefs because they're they're hot teams. Nobody cares about the Rams and the Bengals, so they they're probably like, eh, okay, I guess you can have Super Bowl Sunday off. Best cameraman. The best teams be the hot teams. <laughs> you would think, but oh, that's okay. not at all the way it works. Right. Um, I mean, the Cowboys were the most popular team in the world for a long time. Mm. Um, they had cheerleaders. Despite them sucking. Yeah, that's why. 
Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and uh, wrap up the rest of what I have to talk about since mm. I'm still talking. And uh, sure. Uh, that is uh, what's behind me on the live stream, uh, which is the Jacksonville Film Festival. A friend of mine uh, came down with uh, came down with COVID and couldn't use her tickets, so she was like, "Hey, would you like to go see uh, this block of independent films at the Jacksonville Film Festival?" And I said, "Hell yeah, that sounds like fun." Um, so I got to see the Grave Robbers block, and I don't know exactly why they called it the Grave Robbers block, except for the fact that these were generally dark and generally foreign and that seems like an interesting name mm-hmm. um but the the f- five films were uh, a night in cosmico magdalena's myrtle iniquity the burial it was six and entre les tombs um is it what was that is that french one is that french in the last one there yeah entre okay. les tombs okay um I just, I always need to be prepared to spreken things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know how, none of these have anything to do with Jacksonville, as far as I can tell. So I was really confused by that in the first place. I thought this was going to be a, you know, sort of a locally themed. No, 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 no places film festival. (laughs) No film festival ever does that. Yeah. I mean, not even LA could sustain that because most things in LA aren't even set in LA. Right. I was, that's what I was hoping and, and thinking, but I was, I was very wrong. Um, also, I'm, I'm wondering, like, everything has like a production company and a hundred people that work on it, that works on it or that have worked on it, mm-hmm. like in the credits. Um, and all of the sound is really bad. And I know sound is hard. Um, but I was really surprised that every one of these had bad sound. Was it and I don't think place? it was just the venue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it was all in different ways. Okay. Um, mm. And I know like, okay, like 48-hour film festival, most of those have bad sound because it's hard to get, you know, hard to get you your shit together. Mm-hmm. And you don't have time to ADR everything. Exactly. Um, this It was very, very strange that, that most of these had really bad sound. But um, enough shitting on them. Um on them as the films, like most of them were pretty good. Despite that, like a night, at, uh, a night in Cosmico, I didn't really get the point of. Um, it's kind of about a, um, it's about a student who's trying to study for an exam. So he goes to uh, a bar to study, um, but the bar isn't busy. And um, there's this TV show that's on in the background. That's uh, one of those like, you know, call in and you'll win 30,000 euros in a trip. And so he calls in and they pick him and he knows the answer, but he doesn't answer. And some other stuff goes on, but it's the motivations are really confusing. And the um, yeah, just the the actions of everyone in in this little film are very, very strange. It's hard to hard to grasp. Um, Were these all feature length things or shorts? No, these are all shorts. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. These are all like 15, 20 minutes max. The next one was called Magdalena's and it's about a uh, few friends who get really, really high at home. Um, one goes to um, one goes to get some cookies and uh, discover something on his way. And this one is probably the 
one of the more simple, I guess. Um, even though it's it's got some minor complications, but it's uh, about half of it is just shot in a bathroom. You know, like three guys chilling out in a bathroom, and it's it's really actually funny. The guys um, are really good at acting like scared stone dudes. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a lot of fun watching it. Most of these are not in English. Um, and the the subtitles are sketchy at best. Like they're not super well translated, but you get, you know, you get the point. Um, yeah. But um, some, some of the translations, some of the mistranslation stuff is a little bit, um, a little bit weirdly funny and distracting but like i said you get the point um the next one is called myrtle and um i i actually really don't want to say much about this because it's really good um there's a woman uh, it's basically a woman in a kitchen making a meal and uh she's describing the meal generally directly to the camera and it's almost in a almost feels like a disturbing kitchen or disturbing cooking show for, for a minute, but um, it's, a, how do I say stuff without, uh, without describing too much about it? There's, there's a reason that she's preparing this meal and um, you really ought to watch it because I was, I found myself quite affected um, mm. at the end of it. It was, it was pretty, yeah, it was, it was an experience, and I I think that's quite possibly the best of the bunch. So um, definitely worth checking out. I don't know where you can find it. You can probably find it on Vimeo or something. Um, there's another the another one called Iniquity, um, which is a looks like a UK thing, and uh, I understand it and I can see kind of what they were going for, but they they kind of fell on their face. It's about a a guy who has a, a sort of sketchy past and uh, he's trying to stabilize his life, but everything is uh, falling apart around him. And it's, it would have done much better with a feature length treatment rather than trying to cram everything that happens in that uh, in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> yeah. That's the problem with shorts is sometimes they, they're reaching too far with them. Well, sometimes, yeah, I mean, I, sometimes they're just commercials. They want to make it. <laughs> it's a, Documentary or yeah. full full length thing, yeah, and and that's that's fair. It's possible it could have been because there's some good acting in it. Like there's some good impassioned acting, um, in iniquity. It's just the subject matter is a little too dense, I think, or the 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 journey is a little too dense to feel like it makes any sense through a like twenty minute production, um. The the next one is called the burial. It's um it's Spanish, and um it's oh it's so it's el burial, yes, um el enterrado or whatever. Um, so it's basically two uh it's like two hitmen making a guy bury a grave, and it's I, I feel like this one is kind of a a bit of a comedy, um and it's really worth a watch. It's very, it's very charming. Um, I really like the way that, I really like the way it ends and that's all I'll say about it, but, um, it's super enjoyable. And then the one I think that ends up having the, well, I, 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 that one could be called good fellows cause they're Spanish. 
<laughs> well, they're digging a grave. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair. It's conjugation. Yeah. It's conjugation. Joke. You get a. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you. Uh, three it's not a Actually, that's not conjugation. That's um. No. Uh, yeah, masculine and feminine. I don't know what that's called. Whatever. Genderization. Sure, genderization. Um, and so the the last one, the entre les dumes, um, the French one. Um, it's about a cemetery keeper who is uh, visited by someone looking for uh, for a grave. And this one actually turned out to be the most interesting and I think had uh, some of the, probably the best acting out of all of them. Um, it's, again, a lot of these have a sort of bit of a twist at the end um, or in the middle sometimes. Uh, so it's it's hard to talk about them without giving too much away. But I think I think most people will actually enjoy Entre les Tomb um, because it's it, it's a little bit dark. It's interesting. Um, the performances are pretty good, and there's some good light comedy to it. And there's also a you know a strong touch of sappiness. There's a uh, I don't I can't remember the word for it or the word that I'm trying to use anyway, but there's a little bit of heart to it is what I think I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting. It was, it was definitely that one and, um, and Myrtle made it worth the, worth the price of admission. Well, which was free for me. Um, but it also was worth, you know, spending a couple hours out in public uh, with. So all of those, I, I guess, if you put them all in blender and ask me to pour an opinion out, it was like, it was, they're overall. Okay. Um, so it's representative of Jacksonville actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's some, you got what you wanted. You just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the weird thing is the, like the vibe at the film festival, like, cause I got there a few minutes ahead of time so I could get some, popcorn and a soda because i don't go to a movie theater without popcorn and soda i don't care if it's of course snooty independent shorts um but i just hated the vibe there it was all like people talking about going to la and it was just people who were like into the jacksonville film scene i i did see one guy that i know um who's actually a really cool guy i like him a lot um, but everybody else was just fucking insufferable. It's like the conversations <laughs> I was having to listen to. I, I wish I had headphones that would deafen me permanently so that I never have to hear those conversations again. Nice. Um, but I guess you have to be a certain way to, you know, to do certain things. So. I guess, but like, yeah, so it felt more like those people weren't there to see the movies. They were just there to say they had been there. Right. They were there to see other, see the other people that were going there to be seen by other people to see other people to be seen by other people. It didn't feel like they gave a shit about what line they were standing in, what they were going to see. It was people who wanted to be in the industry. Well, I think it's, I mean, I don't I don't think there's anything different than, you know, people in the art community that aren't there for the art, you know, I mean, like, that are there to like, I must obtain it all, so therefore I'm the best, and or look at how much this is worth, and it's like, it's fucking art, (laughs) its value is intrinsic. (laughs) It's worth nothing. (laughs) Yeah. 
Like, art is worth zero dollars. Yeah. It really um, is. Yeah, I mean, I'm just yeah. yeah if, if ever you want to know a definition for the word intrinsic, it's art and value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I just think in terms of like, um, you know, like concerts. Like, there's so many people that just go to say they've been to this artist mm -hmm. as opposed to actually giving a shit about what the artist is doing on the screen. Well, yeah, I mean, like, the people that I, right. I used to know this when I used to go to a lot of concerts only because it was like I was into a lot of bands. I was still always going to see the band and or a band that I had heard good things about. I never just was like, what's this? I don't know. I'll go. <laughs> and then there was just like the people that would be there every fucking time. And it's like, I know mm -hmm. you can't be into all this music. You're just here at the club no matter what fucking show is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I which mean, makes no sense. Cause like, if you're here to drink, what the fuck is wrong with you? Beers are like $8. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you paid $10 to get in <laughs> yeah. and then you paid $8 for a beer. Yeah. I mean, th there is something to be said for that to like going to a bunch of local shows sure. just because you might catch something cool. You know, that's something that I would actually really like to do is, and I was all gung ho to basically do that. Like, go to at least a show a month but then you know covid re-reared its head mm. uh so i kind of couldn't couldn't really do that again yeah it just felt like a lot of people there to see people in be seen not really yeah not really see the um not really see the the films and the guy introducing the the, the block he like came in and was like all right here's a block of films if you have any questions for me, uh, don't bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is you said you went to the Jacksonville film festival. I was like, I didn't even hear about it. Oh no, no. And, and I used to be hooked into that community somewhat. Cause I used to, I like, I did their program a couple times. Like I've yeah. worked with, and, and it was always a rotating cast of people that were behind it, but. Right. I didn't even you know. know. So, I, didn't even I just still had one. Heard to with you. Nothing about it. Yeah. I didn't know we still had one. I mean, the last time I had anything to do with it, I want to say they, I want to say they hosted most of the events at the Florida Theater. Does that sound right, Mackie? It was like yeah. for a venue, yeah. yeah, yeah. This one was at. Santa I mean, Rico. which I mean, if you're not from here, that's like a cool ass old style theater, like you know, kind of Lincoln would get shot in, but like it's a fucking movie house. But yeah, yeah. but it, but it's yeah. like it's not a good theater like for watching movies really i mean it's like we've oh no i'm saying like it, it would be a better like theater theater than a movie theater yeah. but <laughs> yeah well the funny thing is the florida theater i believe was built specifically for uh movies was it if i yeah, rem uh, remember my history correctly mm -hmm. yeah that's weird but yeah but like uh, back in the 30s yeah right right yeah. 1928 I think. <laughs> probably when there was an orchestra pit because someone was playing the piano along with the music <laughs> or with the movie <laughs> right right <laughs> Um, but yeah, this was held at, at San Marco theater and I, and it was in the small, their small theater, which was also news to me. I had no idea that San Marco theater had opened a, a second, uh, second I didn't screen. know that I, either. I didn't know you yeah. could have a smaller screen than their main screen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was, I used to love going to movies there, but yeah. I haven't been in well, 10 years. I think we, I loved it cause it was the first time I ever went to a place that was like, Hey, they have food and alcohol with the movie. Uh, now it's not yeah. like a thing anymore. And now you just yeah. look in and go like, yeah, that's a nasty ass theater. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I haven't been in their main theater in a long time, but um, I don't know. I would have rather been at Sunray because it's closer and their second theater, I think is nicer. Mm -hmm. It's their second theater is smaller in like footprint. Like the Sunray second theater is smaller in footprint. 
um, but the screen is about the same size and the sound is is better. Hmm. So yeah. If I go back to the Jacksonville Film Festival, um, I will arrive the moment my block starts and leave the moment it ends for everything. It's probably I'm a good idea. Not sticking around. Oh, no, you just need to bring your own insufferable posse of assholes. I can just like so you guys. Yeah. 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 I was okay. volunteering. I mean, with that turn of phrase, I mean, I, I thought it was self-evident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, those are about all the interesting things that I, uh, that I have to talk about. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what, I got rapid fire thoughts on the rest of my stuff. Cause I, like I said, I've cool. watched, I've watched a shitload of things, but, um, let me preface it first, just, just to kind of direct, this is not a brag. I just want to ex- expand upon why I've been rewatching or watching certain things. Uh, over Christmas, I basically ordered myself a Christmas present in the form of an Atmos soundbar, which we will eventually, hopefully, maybe be able to enjoy some movies nice. in the in the Banffcast world. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope one of our first movies back together will be some big budget thing we can make fun of. But uh, uh, it's not. It's not okay. Cool. Well, one of the first I, ones. I will when we're off the air. I will tell you what the next. Okay. Check the chat. All right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I've been rewatching a lot of things like trying to, you know, that whole like, oh, let's re-experience this for the first time and see what the sound is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, highlights of that have been both Blade Runner movies, honestly. Because, um, I mean, the thing about Atmos is it's not like 5.1 felt like, oh, this is where you take it from stereo and it's like everything has to hit you in the face. Atmos is more like a gentle caress <laughs> with everything. <laughs> so like the the rain effects and the sound effects and the music, the mixing and, and those are just phenomenal. Like, I mean, they're like peak, like this is how you do sound in movies. <laughs> so I, yeah. I would just say like, those are probably some of your best examples of like, even, you know, even the original, it's, it's amazing that they made your, the original sound as good as it did in Atmos, but that movie has also been touched an ungodly number of times since it's original mm-hmm. re- release. So doesn't surprise me. Uh, along those lines, I've also rewatched the John Wick trilogy. Yeah. Um, I will say now this is going to sound slightly sacrilegious in hindsight I don't think John Wick very number one is a very good movie in hindsight like when it came out great John Wick 2 and 3 are light years better in so many other ways like I think when you go back and you watch the first one you realize I mean besides the fact that you just want to skip the entire first 20 minutes because once you've experienced it once it's like got it <laughs> go murder people yeah. um but then you realize like the entire soundtrack is fucking Tyler Bates and Marilyn Manson just being shitty (laughs) together, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, uh, yeah. And it's like, everything's so green and muted and everything. And I I love that, like the, you know, everything turned up Dolby vision in the, uh, cause I think John Wick two is like a damn near perfect action movie in hindsight. Like, in fact, I've actually almost become inspired to make an action geography video because we've talked about it so much because John Wick 2 has some of the best you will ever, ever see. In fact, yeah, there is a point where he is fighting in the um, sewers, subways, whatever you want to call them, uh, like after he does his uh, big execution. I won't say anything more than that. But, you know, where I knew a guy was behind a column because of the action geography. Like John Wick didn't know he was there. I knew he was there because, and it was like, it's this super fast paced thing. And I was like, you missed a guy. And then this guy gets John Wick in the back. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like that in the back mm-hmm. of my, cause I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Just watching it. I went, you missed a guy. 
like and i was count like you know you'd be like right there with like you're out of bullets <laughs> like everything is fucking perfect it is like that the, the attention to detail in that movie is insane so yeah i'm just saying like i think that's one of the best action movies but anyway back on the rest two yeah i think john wick two i mean three has some great set pieces but i think two is like the almost perfect movie I mean, as far as, like, I think that'll be the best John Wick thing we ever get going forward, I mean, honestly. Because, like, you know, we've said that. I think John Wick's getting a little crazy. It's about to get, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just like now the entire world is out to kill John Wick, you know. I just think, too, is, like, it's perfect. It's It has the same problem The Matrix had, yeah. is that they think everyone cares about their lore more mm-hmm. than they do, yeah. where it's kind of like, we're not really there for that. We're there to see him shoot dudes in the chest and head. Yeah. And, and then the chest again. <laughs> yeah. And like that, and do it swiftly and awesomely. And sometimes I'll have to break a guy's arm before shooting him in the chest and head. Yeah. Which is fine. Or, or punch a knife into to a guy's face. I think he does that once. Like guys holding the nut, you know, they're having that fight. Oh he, yeah. He, he just, does the slam he just, thing. He just punches yeah. the knife. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was under his chest, but still they're having that like strength of will. And he's like, you know what fixes yep. this one punch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but those are great. Um, what other rapid fire? Okay, so watched a bunch of other things. Uh, skip all those uh, just to get down to uh, wildly different, but two movies that, that somebody big came out with in the same year. Ridley Scott came out with two movies last year. <laughs> I watched them both. They're vastly different, wildly different movies. Uh, he, I know it was House of Gucci. What was the other one? He also made The Last Duel. <laughs> came oh, out last that's year. right. Yeah. Um, that's right. And he blamed millennials because it failed. The Last Duel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Hasaguchi, it's fine. I I really... I mean, I think me and a lot of the world, I, I couldn't be bothered to give less of a shit about any of the Gucci's or any of their problems mm-hmm. or anything. That being said, the performance... Maybe Gucci main? <laughs> Maybe Gucci main. <laughs> yeah, Gucci primary okay. might be different. Yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's entirely different, but that entire movie, I couldn't help but watch it and go like, why isn't Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola directing this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just weird. Cause like you ever see a movie and you're like the wrong director's directing this. <laughs> like, like this isn't your movie, my man. Like, cause everything about that is like screams Martin Scorsese coffee table book. Like I am obsessed with the details and how Italian this is, yeah. you know? And I don't know. It's just, everything's fine about it. It's just, when it was all over, it was like, that was a thing <laughs> that I will instantly forget about and never think about ever again. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so glad you guys made that. Um, yeah. The Last Duel, however, is fucking great. <laughs> that is a really good movie. Like, that is, like, essential viewing. Um, it's, like, really? completely opposite opinion. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that... That movie is fascinating in so many different ways. I mean, I think it's been said that, like, you know, the whole thing is basically just it's a Me Too allegory set in 14th century France, you know, because that seems like what you would do. The, the whole thing's done in three acts. It is basically two knight level people. I don't know, you know, I'm not going to get into whether they're full on, you know, recognized knights at the time or not. I don't care. Um, two knight level people. They got swords people. and shit. They got swords and shit. Yeah, I'm just saying they might, might be still be squires, whatever. Don't care. Um, Basically, one guy is married to Jodie Comer. Uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think, Matt Damon and Adam Driver. Matt Damon is married to yes. Jodie Comer. And it's basically told three different ways. It's basically told the story. Like, basically, 
Jodie Comer's character. It's Rashomon. Huh? Yeah. It's yeah. It's basically it's Rashomon. It's like she she basically gets assaulted and raped and brings it to the church or whatever you know the, the governing bodies and mm-hmm. it, it's basically like the story told three different ways like the truth of this person the truth of this one and then finally the fucking truth from the lady <laughs> you know and it's just it's just fascinating how it's done it's just a really mm-hmm. good movie so it's a uncomfortable movie of course but it's a really good movie yeah yeah i mean i just is that's the thing it's like yes i'm glad you made this movie unlike that other thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough sell. I mean, you know, like if you, you know, to say like, watch this long ass epic, dirty ass, you know, in the mud nights thing. But if you stick with it, it's worth it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like it's one of those secret like the setting is not what you're there for. It's the, the message, you know, like forget the yeah. setting and just realize what you're there for. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. I mean. Yeah, I guess those are. I tried. To, I wanted to try to end on good things. Like I like almost all those. Like I just House of Gucci is just kind of pointless. <laughs> like it's just it's just one of those where it's like, yeah, great. Why? Still like seeing Adam Driver work. You know, <laughs> like I mean, I'm realizing that like Adam Driver and um, I mean, I don't I don't know that like his status in the social world anymore. But like Adam Driver and Shia LaBeouf would play good would be good brothers. And I don't know if Shia LaBeouf's a complete shithead now or not. So. I apologize if he is. I don't just haven't been keeping up with his status. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows. Okay. Is he a shithead or just a weirdo? I no, well, there was a whole thing with like his ex girlfriend Twiggy or whatever, uh FK Twigs. Uh said said something about he was just a shithead. Uh, oh okay. yeah. I don't like I said, it's like it's hard to keep it was hard to keep up. A lot, a lot of things were coming out and you know, at a certain point you're like, I I don't care that much about Shia LaBeouf to let it maintain my life you know, like, you know. yeah i'm yeah, just saying they, i'm just saying they would they would play they, they would be real. good they would play good brothers is all i'm saying if if, if he's okay. not a shithead <laughs> i'm just saying that that would be a good movie to make fair enough mm-hmm. uh anybody got anything else or are we pretty much wrapped up yeah looking forward to hopefully being back in the studio next week oh fuck yeah i gotta bring it back around this is a callback I forgot oh. one, one very, very last and completely non-whatever controversial thought on Roots. So okay. um, Ian McShane is in that as a very, very young man, obviously. What? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that young man Ian McShane looked exactly like Rufus Sewell or Sewell or however you say that guy's name from like Dark City oh, and stuff. Really? Holy shit. Like I was like, I was, like that came on and I was like, that, no, this is 77. That guy, there's no way that guy is that young. And then when I looked at the credits, I was like, that's fucking Ian McShane. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, I literally thought it was that guy. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, thought he was some kind of weird time traveler or something. And turns out it's just Ian McShane. But anyway, so look up a young picture of him and you'll see what I mean. If hmm. you even know who, remember who the fuck he was, Rufus Sewell was going to be a thing, but then wasn't. I remember him. Yeah. One of those weird flash in the pan people. Anyway, random thought. Awesome. So. Yes. Uh, yeah, studio. We return next week. Mm-hmm. We do. It, it happens to be our 13th anniversary. <laughs> what? Nothing but good luck for us. Yeah, it'll. It, 13th year is going to be the charm because mm. <laughs> 12 and 11. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not so much. Didn't, not didn't so work much. out so much. Maybe we should do it like elevators, and we just skip the 13th year. We'll just go right to 14. 
I don't know. I, something about 13 seems lucky. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Probably, that'll probably be, we'll probably be in the middle of like the live stream when nuclear war is announced. Yeah. We're going to get COVID-13. Um, yeah. It's the prequel mm. that sucks even more somehow. Right. Because all prequels do. <laughs> but uh, regardless of, of what may or may not happen that night, you should tune in if you are, uh, if you are out there in, in TV land because um, there's nothing good on television. Uh, that's youtube.com slash bmfcast. Go there and ring the bells so you're notified when we go live somewhere between like 9 and 9.30 probably. Correct. Um, we will be on your digital television screen, courtesy of YouTube. And we got new cameras for the studio, so we will look so much better. Uh, and by I'm, that, I'm I mean, a minor we'll preview so right now. Because, yeah. We'll all be in 4K. Well, yeah. we'll all be in 1080p that combines to be 4K. Yes, we're gonna right. yeah, we're gonna combine up to it's, 4K. Yeah, that's then yes. downscaled because you know American internet is awful. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, mine isn't. Yeah, true. Then you must yeah, not be American. I guess not. See, yeah. that's fine. I'm I'm over it anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're we're excited to be back in the studio. We're excited for some for for some studio updates. Yeah. Um, and if, and if they wanted to email us or uh, get us some correspondence, what would they do BJ? Oh, you could email BMF at bmfcast.com. Uh, talk about our amazing 13 years and how much you'll miss us when nuclear winter consumes all of us and you can't watch uh, or listen to podcasts anymore. Um, yes. Why, 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 want... why will we be specifically the thing that you miss when nuclear winter yeah. happens? Tell, tell us. us, or you could call and tell us, uh, you could tell us you're dying from radiation poisoning last witch at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Uh, tell us about which jock you, or which robot you look forward to pirate. God, that was going to be so funny if I didn't fuck it up. Which robot you look forward to piloting um, in the future wars. Yeah, 910-556-9263. And like if, if you think that currency will last past nuclear winter, you can go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and sign up to help uh, help us fund our war wagons. Um, yeah, clearly it won't. So, I mean, you might as well just give it to us all now. I mean, we're, that's a good point. we're on the precipice at this point. Yeah. I believe you can sign up for like a year at a time on Patreon uh, now. So sure. you can do that. Yeah, you might as well. Do it now. Yeah. Uh, before, uh, give us your real U.S. dollars before the only thing we're allowed to spend is Bitcoin uh, or rubles. Or oh, I, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, the world is on fire almost. Ain't yeah. that grand? Um, anyway, stay safe, be happy. We love you. We'll see you soon. All right. Let's get out of here then. I'm okay. Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is Variety Hour. Away. <laughs>